Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Bring out the Zamboni! It's time for Curbside with the voice of the blues, Chris Kerber. Brought to you by Scott Lee Heating Company, a proud Mitsubishi electric elite contractor. Blues back in action tonight. They have the Flames in Calgary on the call, of course, for your home of the Blues, 101 ESPN. The Blues Radio Network is Chris Kerber, who joins Dan McLaughlin and myself, Anthony Saltzer, right now in the fast lane. What's up, Kerbs? Fellas, how are you? We're doing good. We chatted a lot at the start of the show about the changes that Craig Berube decided to make with his uh, lines. And, uh, you know, Chief doesn't mince words. He noted that Jacob Verona, they need to see more out of him. When you look at the changes that Chief made, besides just the back to you know the back to back and kind of making adjustments like for that for that curves, what other message do you feel like Chief is trying to send to his his club right now? Well, it's an intriguing message to Verana in this sense. If you're Jacob Verana, the team's played five games. You've got three points. You're tied with Jordan Cairo for the second most points on the team. You're plus two on the year, right? And the coaches come to you this morning and say, you're out. And you're, you got to be going, what the hell? Right? Yeah. What am I doing? What the message is, is what Craig Berube is looking for is not just offense. It's not just what you do in the offensive zone. He's looking for your all-around play. He's looking for you compete level in the defensive zone. He's looking for the, the battle level through the neutral zone, things like that. That's where they want to see Verona be better. And that's an important part of Verona's game where, look, there's, his offensive ability is clear. His skating ability is obvious. Uh, his shot is fantastic when he lets it rip, especially the one-timer. Um, may have the best one-timer of the forward group in that sense. But you've got to do more. And the Blues are spending way too much time in their own end, and they're not getting enough time in the offensive end. And that's where he wants to see more. I can tell you, look, there were other options for him to sit some guys, but you're only sitting one at a time right now with the way this roster is built, you know. So he told us outright he wants to see more from Sammy Blay. Uh, You know, he wants to see more from Nikita Alexandrov when he's in there. There's other guys they need more from, and this is where it starts. Now, the 7D aspect gives them the opportunity to maybe sit Tyler Tucker you know, he hasn't been overly happy with the, the bottom pairing the last couple of games, and that's okay. Tyler Tucker's only played, what, you know, 20, 30 games in the National Hockey League. It gives you a chance to get Bortuzzo and Perunovic in there and, and get these guys going a bit too. So, all in all, I kind of like the moves he's making right now. Isn't it interesting, Curbs, when you see a, a move like this, this early in the season with a guy, and you, you just gave the numbers as to why maybe he's one of the players you didn't expect this to happen, but how they respond, one, and two, what it does for the rest of the players. I, I also think there's always kind of a hidden message where, hey, if they can do it with this guy, they can do it to me or to others that maybe I'm not expecting. Well, that's right. There's the other aspect of what if you come out tonight, and I know you're playing back-to-back games here with Vancouver tomorrow night, what if the Blues come out tonight and they have their best offensive game and light it up against Calgary? 
it wouldn't be unusual for Craig Berube to go going with the same grouping tomorrow night. Exactly. And have another game of, of 7D. We know that he's not afraid to go with the 11 forward 7D. And as a matter of fact, over the years, his record in that scenario has been fantastic. Um, I don't have the numbers right in front of me. It's in my scorebook from last year, but they, they were they were good. And so, um, yeah, it's the message. And you're right, Dan, when it comes to somebody like Verona, how you're going to respond to this right now, I think it's going to be really key to hit the, the, and I know it's early, but it's going to be key to his season here. Craig Berube met with, uh, you know, no microphones and stuff on, but he kind of met, he met with the broadcasters and, uh, at the beginning of the year. And we were asking questions about last year. He made a comment that's going to stick with us throughout the whole year about last season. He goes, I think if I learned something from last year, one of the things I learned is if we start to slide and get into some situations like I feel like we were in last year, I'm, I'll, I have no problem making some moves or handling some things differently than he did last year. My read on that was saying, I think he'd sit some people and he doesn't care who it is. He'd sit them anyway, even if it makes sense. He basically said, even if I, you know, PO people. And, uh, and I, I, I don't, I think this year, if somebody's not going the way he wants, he's not going to have any problem parking somebody in the press box and saying, we need you to get it going. He knows what's at stake. Uh, with this team right now, and and he's going to run it his way, and I and I like it. Yeah, I was saying that in our first segment. I said I I think this is his way of nipping it in the bud. If there's an issue, yep. and if he's going to send a message, this is one way to do it. And he knows probably with the current personnel he's got, and it's no disrespect to the team, but their margin for error is is thin. That if you're going to do this, you do it now, and you don't wait until you're ten games into the season. Yeah, and there's and there's two sides. I asked him. You know, in the interview for our coaches show tonight, how he looks at the first five games of the year as a snapshot. Here's the one, and, and this is this is the fine line, Dan. I think he could be alluding to as well. You had Brandon Saad miss an open net in the last game. You had Jordan Cairo miss two breakaways, and then you had Saad fan on another potential goal in there as well. Braden Shen had a great scoring chance. If the Blues bury some of those chances, we're not talking about a tough offense right now. We're talking about an offense that might be going. If you look back over the first five games, they've had scoring chances. They're just sometimes passing up a shot attempt or they're missing the net with it. Um, this team, as much as they're 2-2-1, two, two and one, could easily be something like 4-0-1. Oh, right? I mean, and legitimately. And that's your and margin for so, error. There's your margin for error. That's exactly right. And but to do that, you're gonna. As Craig said, told us yesterday when we met with him, if we get more of that offensive zone time, which I think we can keep building to, then we can be a dangerous team. If we have to spend the whole game in our zone defending, we're not very good in terms of not getting the offense we need to win. So that's that's what I'm looking for tonight. Is how how are you getting that puck in the other zone, and how are you keeping it out of your own? Curb, since we're talking about the changes, how do you anticipate Barubi handling that fourth line then? Right now it looks like it's Kevin Hayes and I forgot who else was on that, that fourth line right now. Uh, but he's only got the two, so it looks like he's going to mix and match a little bit. How do you anticipate him handling that? Well, it's an interesting so, – so he's going to put he's going to put Torepchenko and Jake Neighbors with Kevin Hayes. Okay, He wants two workers with Kevin Hayes right now to get Kevin Hayes uh, – I, I would say to get him going – he wants two workers to help Kevin Hayes get the puck back more because that's where Kevin's game is, is important to this team is him holding on to it. Okay, so 
if, if you if you leave that open spot with Sunquist and Blay, you could easily drop Torchenko down there. You could put Neighbors down there. What what you tend to see when you go with seven D is it allows somebody else to slide up, right? So you might see, for example, you might see Neighbors go with Sunquist and Blay, right? You might see all of a sudden, you know, you could see Shen go with Hayes and Neighbors. You know, you're going to see even the top two lines get juggled around, and some of and and this is another thing that a coach will try to do to get offense going. When you go with seven D, that extra time on say that if we're going to call the fourth line the blank spot with Sunquist and Blay, well, sometimes it might be Sot, sometimes it might be Butchnevich, it might be Kyrou. You're going to get that extra time isn't going to go to a, to a to a fourth or third liner. That extra time is going to go to get one another offensive guy out there more. And that could help spark some offense as well. So that's that's the one of the concept, the the side effects of going with seven D is you're going to see some of these forwards maybe with an extra minute or two of ice time throughout the game than they've been averaging so far. Well, Curves, we're looking forward to seeing how these changes impact the team over the next two nights. We know that you're going to be on the call for 101 ESPN, including on the pregame show tonight, starting at seven o'clock. So looking forward to it, Curves. All right, guys, have an awesome weekend. Thanks.